This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was Santa. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast. I am your host, Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode 52. 52. We made it to the end of the deck of cards. There's 52 weeks in a year? And the end of the calendar year. 52 weeks in a year. Okay. Yeah, so this is one app per week of the calendar year. Okay. It's pretty good, man. 52. Yeah. <laughs> Last week, we talked about fitness. Yeah, we got fit. And you have been going hard, I mean, all the time. Yeah. My dad was very, very pleased that we tackled the issue of fitness. He listened to that episode as he emailed us in the gym whilst working out. Yes. So it was hyper relevant for him. Yes. Uh, and I think he took a lot of inspiration from some of your workout tactics. Okay, great. He explicitly said that he diverges from you in a couple core philosophies. Let's hear it. He is big into music. Mm -hmm. uh, he can't stand the sort of ambient noise of whatever gym he's in. He doesn't like that sort of pop radio type. He's not able to tune it out like you. I'm he's surprised not... he focuses on the music and not the weightlifting, but okay. <laughs> That's his priority. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that we, you're a real uh, inspiration for him. Okay. Literally in real time working out in the gym, literally getting psyched. That's awesome. Yeah. We have, uh, we received emails from other people saying, can you send me your workout <laughs> regimen? That's right. So that I can start mimicking it. That's right. So if this becomes a health and wellness podcast, Podcast, so, so be, be it. it. Okay. Um, I, our podcast, so be it. I've been training, like we mentioned, a hippie friend of ours. Yes, our friend Ryan. He's in week three now. Yes. Uh, How's update. it going? He has a forearm muscle. Yeah, he does. Way to go, Rye Rye. First muscle. Yeah. It's like losing your first tooth if you're a two-year-old. <laughs> Ryan has his first muscle. He got his first adult muscle. But as we were working out, he looked at me at one point and he goes, I love that da uh, Adam's dad doesn't appreciate a flimsy Kia. Holy crap. Yes. Holy crap. I knew we recorded the episode like three days ago, but that was a blast from the past. When he said, I love that Adam's dad does not appreciate a flimsy Kia. <laughs> I was like, people listen. People listen to people this. People listen. People listen. My good friend Stephanie, um, who is days away from having a baby. Hello. Yeah. Uh, but my friend Stephanie, who took Taekwondo uh, along with me as a peer and from my dad. My dad was one of her teachers. Wow. Texted me after the episode saying that she was pers had been personally reprimanded, reprimanded reprimanded is in quotes by my dad about having a flimsy Kia reprimanded I mean at least it was addressed my dad addressed it with her that's really surprising to me your father is a folk singer he's so a I don't gentle, so he's gentleman. a gentle gentle man yes. we've discussed that he's a strong man an athletic man yes. but he's a gentle man in his spirit very gentle I don't I can't imagine him nor can I imagine you putting yourself in a place to be reprimanded I can't imagine him reprimanding anything or anyone yes exactly even but, if like a dog peed on the carpet I wouldn't see him saying dumb dog no he would so, he's not a dumb dog kind of reprimander he's like a tense lips, maybe a sigh and a look, a, 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 a glance, sort of a, a look askew that so. would sort of mean disappointment and then kind of a reasonable confrontation. So if you're going to bring a Kia in front of Jeff, make it, bring it, bring it, bring, please. bring the Kia, please. <laughs> So the Kia Sorento. Yeah. Um, and we also asked people to tell us where they were hyped from. Yes. Now's a good time to plug our iTunes page. Yes. So if you go on the podcast app on your phone, yep. please tell us where you're from. Yes. Please tell us if you're hyped and call it Hyped 2.0. We did this. We asked some listeners to say they were hyped. This was months ago. This is sort of the second iteration of that. We want to know exactly from where you're listening. It's a riot for us mm -hmm. to sort of put the pins and the maps all over the country and not to brag, world. Yes. We've gotten some shout outs from Japan, from from Canada, from Sweden. Czech Republic. Czech Repu the Czech freaking Republic. Love it. This is a trip for us. We yes. love knowing that we have listeners everywhere. It's a real, uh, it's a riot. So, so please, please tell us on Twitter, yeah. at NoJokePod. Email us, NoJokePod at gmail.com, or go on the podcast page and leave a review there. We check them all. Yes. I also just want to raise uh, just one other thing uh, that relates to your athletic prowess just a bit, Bill. Um, we've mentioned on this podcast that both Billy and I do coach women's teams in this rec league here in Los Angeles. Uh, and Billy's team, the Lisa Franks, just had a... A amazing, amazing season-ending victory just this past Tuesday night. Uh, that included a legitimate, true blue, real deal buzz game-winning buzz buzzer beater. I'm blushing. A game-winning buzzer beater, Billy. Yes. This is your team that you have worked so hard with. So hard. an amazing group of women. Yes. Who have really, really put the time, and you got them running suicides. Yes. In practice. Yes. Not a joke. I mean, teamwork makes the dream work. Teamwork makes the dream work. We put our heads down, and we run hard. These all year. The least... <laughs> All year. 
all year long. Yes. And th- what a crescendo. The fact that it was the last game of the season yes. against the Pistol Shrimps, who are kind of a big deal in the league. And right. you guys, you guys triumphed. We and won. I just want to say congratulations. I appreciate it. Yes. This team is the Mighty Ducks. Yes. I can't stress it any more than that. It, we've been working together for three years. Yes. A lot of them haven't played sports before this. Or Surely. not sports, haven't played basketball before this. Right. Certainly not together. We are now at the end of year three. And we're playing for a 7-3 and three record, which would blow all of our expectations out of Most the water. Most improved. That is already insane. We lost a heartbreaker two weeks ago when we didn't, we weren't able to beat a press break. Yeah. We were That's get- killed my team a handful of times. <clears throat> and so we were just ready for it yep. this game. Yep. And the fact that we had 12 seconds left on the clock, had to go full court, and we're being pressed. Not only did we get the press break, Ooh. but we passed the ball around, hit a game-winning three, 30-footer. It was deep. Deep. 30-footer. Yeah. There's multiple camera angles. Deep. If you go on the Billy and Adam Facebook page, it's there right now. Oh, perfect. Facebook slash Billy and Adam. It's there now. Watch the Lisa Franks finish a season strong. The, even if you have no connection to this league, but if you're listening to this podcast, you do. It Watching this video of this game-winning buzzer beater is an adrenaline rush no matter who you are, where you are. It is endorphins. Yes. This video clip is endorphins. Watch Watching people be joyful yeah. is all you need. Yeah. You know, watching people celebrate is all you need. Yes. That's one of the pure joys of team sports and watching sports on TV. And when you even you watch like the LeBron Jameses and the Derek Cheaters of the world, these like grown men with families who are like millionaires for doing their craft. When they win the title or reach the highest mountain, yeah. all of that pretense fades away, and you have people like Michael Jordan sobbing on the floor of their locker we're room. We're children. It, we're children. We're reduced, re- we're reduced back to like why we play sports in the Truly. first place. All the women on my team are professional women. Yeah. Doctors, nurses, police officers, like entertainment managers, yeah. like across the board. And they don't need to be doing this. Just like I don't need to be doing this. Yes. But there is something to be said for wanting to have a moment, the opportunity for a moment like we had a couple days ago. Seriously. So if you want to see it, go to the Facebook page and watch it there. It is literally heartwarming. You are Gordon Bombay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, we are not talking about fitness today, Adam. No, no, we're not. We've already spent 45 minutes doing that last 45 week. 45 hard minutes. Today, we are going to talk about a... Potentially real or fake person, we're not sure. We're not sure. Jury's out. Who is decidedly unfit. Santa Claus. Okay. The one and the only Santa Claus. Yeah. The person you know as the fat man in the red suit and the red hat who shimmies down every child in the world's chimney on one day of the year uh, to give them presents and to take their cookies. Thank you for clearing that up, Adam. Wow. Wow. If Adam hadn't said that, people might be going through this entire episode like, I know. What is this Santa? Uh, What is this Santa? It's just a quick thumbnail of who we're talking about. Right. Santa Claus, there's been a lot of debate. Some people think he's real. Some people don't think he's real. Yes. Um, It's kind of in the world of Bigfoot where it's like people have kind of seen him at one point or another. This mythological character, this this creature. Yeah. So I think that today's episode, we, you and I, are going to discuss what we know about Santa. Yes. What we've heard about Santa. Santa. Rumors. And kind of weigh out all of it to try and hopefully come up with a conclusion at the end as to whether Santa is in fact real or not. And this will be the definitive opinion on that. You won't have to go, like, once we finish this episode and make our final conclusion, that will be final. Right. And that... (laughs) Right. And that will now be truth going forward. That conversation has been done. We're going to close the book after this on this Is Santa Real or Not conversation. Yes. This is the definitive Santa Claus episode. Welcome. (laughs) So it is the act one, is the first act of the No Joke podcast, and we're discussing Santa. Yes. You're a Jewish man. Big time. Always have been. Did your parents, when you were four, five, six, seven, were they like, hey, Santa is still coming to your house tonight? Interesting that you ask that. I think that I was always very skeptical about... Uh, mythical fantasy figures. Okay. L- like that. Or figures that I perceive to be mythical or fantastic. Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny. Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny, Santa, and not to get controversial, the Lord, him or herself. Okay. So it's like I sort of was just had my cynic, my skeptical hackles up in general. I was kind of a uh, contrarian child to begin with. So. so are we to assume that you probably today do not believe in Santa Claus? I'm inclined not to believe in Santa Claus. That's good. This is going to make for great radio because I'm inclined to believe that he may exist. Okay, great. So I will take the opposite side of the argument. Okay, pro versus con. Okay. Um, And this is very almost analogous to our ghost conversation. Okay. Um, But I I was never one to really be inclined to believe in Santa too strongly. However, my younger brother, and I don't think I'm outing him here, my younger brother Jake, also a a lifelong Jewish man, did very much believe in Santa Claus. Until what age? 
Well, I want to say like maybe even second, third, fourth grade. Are we pushing like eight, nine, ten? Yep. Okay. I think I'm guessing here. I think it's in that range. So I'm on Jake's team. Great. Yeah. He So Jake, and I think maybe part of that was because I went to a Hebrew elementary school, like a Jewish elementary school, okay. where I was only surrounded by other young Jewish men yes. and women. And Santa was just out of our purview, and it was almost like assumed that he wasn't real. We didn't even go to school with any Christians. It wasn't part of our world. Were people dissing the concept of Santa because they were like, those suckers are buying into that stuff? I don't think so. In Good. my memory, in my memory, no, it wasn't like that. It okay. was just completely re- removed from the discourse. Okay. Come holiday season, our school was decorated with menorahs, yes. with sufganiyot. What's with that? latkes, potatoes, you special cover, jelly donuts. You cover your school with potatoes and donuts. <gasps> My point being that there was, it was just like <laughs> that sounds great. Sounds pretty good, right? Yeah. So it's like we couldn't. We were too distracted by the delicious treats right. of Hanukkah to even really be considering Santa Claus or okay. whether or not he was real. Did you, when you lost a tooth, put it under your pillow, and would there be a dollar waiting for you under you, the pillow? You know it. So it was, seems like there's a religious biases, yeah. biases <laughs> based yeah. on who you're choosing to believe. Yeah. Did you – when you would wake up, did you say – would you think to yourself, I know it wasn't the truth fairy as my parents? You wouldn't allow yourself to believe it? <sighs> Billy, I, I don't want you to think of me as a it's close-minded okay. cynic, but no. I – I, I think I just assumed and appreciated that it was my parents playing the role of Tooth Fairy. It was okay. my parents uh, playing the role of, of, of putting the dollar under my pillow. I think I was always aware of that, mainly because I would usually wake up when they did it. Let's hope that the Tooth Fairy doesn't listen to this podcast. Honestly, if he or she does, I'm in deep shit, frankly. Okay. Even if The Rock's the Tooth Fairy from his, his movie, The Tooth Fairy, yes. even if he listens, yes. we're in trouble. That would be okay. Yeah, that would actually be good. Okay, we're not talking about the Tooth Fairy, That's though. right, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. So my brother was in public school with a bunch of Christian kids who were pumping the Santa propaganda hard yeah hard 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 santa's coming what are you getting from santa yes do you believe in santa are you gonna put cookies out for santa love santa love santa we love santa we need santa coca-cola okay so my brother (laughs) so my brother i think was just simply more susceptible because he was a little more immersed in santa culture santa claus lives in the north pole (laughs) he works there all year yeah and he has a a fleet of short men and maybe women who are elves are there girl elves i think it's co-ed i think it's all co-ed and they sleep probably in little tiny beds when they're not working i think so i would imagine little tiny wooden beds and then outside parked are reindeer yes eight reindeer eight of them can you name them oh gosh bill um blitzen um yep that's all of them okay good so So, that's just the one so he's the reindeer parked (laughs) outside and he's working diligently all year. Yes. Now is I, that is that what we're meant to assume? Sorry, but just to yeah, sort of sure. deconstruct the Santa yeah, narrative, yeah. he's there all year. I think so. He's there all year, and once as soon as Christmas ends, yeah. do, the el- do you perceive? I mean, in your vision of Santa, do you think that these? No, elves, they're gearing up for the next year. They're gearing up immediately. Yeah. Come December twenty, maybe they get Boxing Day off. December twenty yeah. sixth, they take a quick breather, right, and just sort of enjoy the fruits of their labor. Yeah. And then December twenty seventh, they're right back at making toys. Imagine God. if. They the NFL worked that everyone practiced all season. Yeah. You never got to watch them play. Everyone practiced. And then one day a year, everyone played football. The game. The yeah. game day. That is how uh, the elves and Santa work. That's interesting. They I practice all year. They make all these toys. They get all their bags full. Yes. And then they fly around the village, dropping them off through chimneys. Yes. Do you think that dropping off presents through chimneys is the most practical way of getting it done? I don't think so. And is he dropping them down through the chimney or he, he – obviously, I know the answer to this. He himself is writhing down the chimney with the huge sack of gift. Yes. He comes with a sack. He comes with a huge sack. Yep. Um, and uh, I mean to me, the chimney thing, that's the other thing that always ma- to me just gave Santa a flavor of the sinister okay. was that he didn't just ring the doorbell that right. he didn't just want to well come he would the wake up door. the boys and girls I guess he'd wake them up yeah. so he figured that coming down the chimney is the quietest least yeah. intrusive way to get into a family's home mm-hmm. he, then he drops the presents off underneath the tree eats the milk and cookies that you better leave for him yeah. and then he taps his nose twice and away he goes right Wait, time out is that real he taps his nose twice I've his nostril heard. and then he gets sucked up back to the chimney and he goes back in his sled and he flies away with Rudolph. I have never heard the nostril thing. Is that is that part of it? Just tap twice. Really? Tap twice. That gets him back that sucks him back up through the chimney. Have you never tapped your nose twice and got and gotten sucked up a chimney before? <laughs> I don't think I have. Don't oh, I? you are missing out. I'm missing out. I haven't had the full Santa experience. Yeah. In fact, all the listeners of No Joke, if you yourself have video of you tapping your nose twice and getting sucked up the chimney, send it to us. Send it, please. We'll post it all over Put social media. Facebook. Yeah. Call it the Tap Twice Challenge. <laughs> Hashtag Tap Twice. Okay. Chimney suck. Tap your nose. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. That's the first act break. We tried talking about Santa. We will continue to try and talk about Santa. Um, Adam, do you have a favorite um, Christmas carol or some sort of Christmas song that gets you amped? 
We uh, did do the Bieber. Uh, the Little Bieber. Drummer Boy, which right. is so excellent, and that legitimately gets me pumped. Okay. Um, I mean, I feel like we should. I mean, there's so many songs about Santa. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, that I feel like. I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. That's a really good one. Sure. That's a super good one. Okay. Yeah. Is that the one we're doing? Now? I think we should play that. Okay, that's it what we're name playing. checks our subject himself. Right. So if you want to hear a song about a, a, a potentially real or fake character making out with someone's mom, disturbing. Gotcha. <laughs> was the Christmas classic, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Mommy. Uh, it, uh, just disturbing verbiage, a disturbing image. <laughs> Everything about it is unsettling. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> she didn't go – they didn't go to mommy. They just saw it. I saw it. It's like that That scenario implies that mom was either woken up by Santa shivering down the chimney or more – almost more upsettingly was up waiting for Santa herself. Right. Uh, and then the child emerged from bed and snuck out and saw sort of a – I think that mommy was kissing daddy and daddy was dressed as Santa Claus. Billy, that is a reading of that. That is an interpretation of that song that I had not yet considered. You know, I think that's really special. Otherwise, it just it, it complicates. If you're taking those words on the lyric, it's getting pretty it's complicated. Tough. It gets complicated. Because then the presumption is, is Santa Claus kissing all the mommies? <laughs> and then is Santa Claus actually in it to give the kids the gifts? Or is he in it just to get kisses Kiss from, from mommies? The mommies? And then it's like, well, what, what, like, what are his intentions? Like, I feel like Pitbull is in it to get kisses from the mommies. <laughs> Santa. I saw mommies kissing Pitbull. Yes. Many mommies. Second act of the No Joke podcast. We're trying to figure out if Santa Claus is real. Haven't quite gotten to the bottom of it. I yet. am Billy. I, Billy, am on uh, Team Santa Could Be Real. Yes. However, I have my own apprehensions. Yes. Now, tell, what are your apprehensions? Well, one being, he's a heavy set fella, as is his wife. Yes. Where? What are they hunting? 
And, yeah. And where are they getting their food from? Living in the North Pole is very desolate. But there's almost no, there's almost nothing there. I mean, like, are there caribou and elk that mm. they would go hunting? I don't think so. You don't think? I know that, like, the only people that are in the South Pole, and I think the South and North Pole are pretty similar in yes. being extreme, yes. are scientists and climatologists. So I don't... What are they eating? Well, I think they're bringing food. Got it. Santa's lived there for probably like 35 years. Yeah. He, <laughs> 35, <laughs> 35 that, years. That's how old I am. He moved from Boca Raton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Santa's been there for at least 35 years. <laughs> like, guess, you can't just bring that much food. Yeah, I guess that's the case. And not only is he eating and well-nourished, he's providing for all, all of the these elves. elves. Yeah. Now, I know – well, I don't know, but I assume that the elves eat cookies. You, we think so, right? Yeah. Probably made all, by the elves or perhaps Mrs. Claus. Oh, that's nice. You know? I don't yeah. know who's making all those cookies to feed all the elves. I'd, I'd like to think that Mrs. Claus, if she was the original baker, has yes. since taught some other elves how to provide for Maybe one Maybe took another. an apprentice. But still, where are you getting the wheat? Where are you getting – how are you making Surely, these cookies? where's the flour coming from? Where's the sugar coming from? Right. You're not going to your neighbor's house for a cup of milk. You have no neighbor outside of a climate scientist. Right. It's like these are your neighbors. So there's that. So there's that. Yeah. Um, what do uh, – how old How old do we really think Santa Claus might be? I would probably guess – In your some- mind. 380? 380. 380. 380. Is he mortal? Um, good question. Again, is he mortal? I think that if you prick him, he bleeds. <laughs> if you prick him, he bleeds. <laughs> Correct. He bleeds red? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, okay, good. That's yeah. what I need to know. Yeah, I think like I don't feel the same way that I do about Santa that I do about the Easter Bunny. Obviously, the Easter Bunny is not real. Right. The Easter Bunny is – because if the Easter Bunny was real – because yeah. the presumption is that Santa is probably like 5'10". Right, yeah, yeah. Like he's average. not like he's not like forty five feet tall in our minds. He's I don't a, think so. He's yeah, a of no, average size. I think so. Whereas the Easter Bunny is huge. Give me a break. Have you ever like, seen like a, a five foot bunny? Never once. The presumption with the Easter Bunny is that he walks through your front door with 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 ki- with. Ki- <laughs> okay, yes. so now we've <laughs> yeah. The presumption is that the Easter Bunny walks through your front door with. A bas- Assorted candy, a basket that he leaves for everybody. <laughs> a basket of eggs, eggs and candy. I think that the eat the, the mythology of the Easter Bunny, at least as far as I understand it, Easter, Jesus comes back, he's revived, he wakes up after the three days of being dead, and the rabbit, I I think, is supposed to symbolize. Fruit, you know, like they hump like rabbits. Rabbits are constantly procreating, and it's the springtime rebirth, renewal. Jesus okay. comes back to life. I think that's why the rabbit is the symbol for Easter of like rebirth, renewal, springtime. Okay, because rabbits are always making more rabbits. But okay, so is are we thinking about a rabbit-sized rabbit? Because that thing is not that's not impressive enough to make the folk- folklore hall of fame. I'm for thinking me. of a six foot three rabbit. Yeah, yeah, an upright rabbit standing using its two front paws to kind of be like doling out these like Cadbury eggs. Hundred percent. Okay. Hundred <laughs> percent. I don't buy it. No way. Don't buy it. Yeah. I've never seen a rabbit that size, so no why way. would I believe that a rabbit is capable of getting around town giving chocolate right. to all the kids? But we've seen heavy set white men with beards. Jolly. Jolly old men with beards. Yeah. With great marriages mm-hmm. and a penchant for making toys for kids. Yes. These people exist. Yes. Is one of those people Santa Claus? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Do you think that you would make a good elf? What do we know about the elf community? We know that they're diligent, hard workers. Yes. We know that they're team players. It seems like they work, first of all, really long hours. Really? Like you think so? Well, I mean, like you're saying, it's like there's almost no – do you – I mean, in your mind, right. do these elves – are they getting a break? Yeah, um, I think so, but I think they're working a lot. Really hard. But it's like it's like what we say to our players. It's uh, not practice that makes perfect. It's perfect practice that makes perfect. And I, so these elves need to be working through the summer, through the fall, through the spring, so that when it's their time to shine, they're ready to make PS4s. That's really true. I think that I would make a good elf in that I, I am a, a team player. Okay. Uh, and I would be happy to serve my master, Santa Claus. Okay. Truly. Yes. Uh, and I would be happy to be doing something in service of getting kids presents. I think yes. that is a noble cause. So yes. I think that my heart would totally be in the right place as an elf. Do you th- – what do you think the elves do? Sorry, do you, were you going to – Well, point? The, my only counterpoint was that I do have these clumsy hands and I'm not so good with wood and hammers and nails. But so Santa, Santa will teach you his Santa ways. Santa will teach me his ways. And I don't think that elves have to do – I think that an elf's job is to do one thing well. Yeah. Whether it's knock this one peg yeah. into this one hole and then it goes – goes down to the next it's elf an who assembly does this line. next thing. So you just need to master your one skill. I would be able to do my one task yes. over and over again. So I do think that I would um, I would appreciate being an elf. Yeah. Here's my one thing, though. Is it Christmas music in the Santa's workshop 12 months a year? Or in the off-season, do they play some Harry Nilsson, some Cat Stevens? Oh, that's fun. So is there other music in the workshop other than Christmas music on the off-season? No, I think it's just Christmas music. Ah! 
That's tough. You think, no, that, you, think no. you think that you have a limit for how much Christmas music you could take? I think that would be one of the main problems as an elf. That would be one something. of my main sticking points. Have you ever really felt jolly? Have you ever, Adam, said, I am jolly right now? I would go, I would bet you haven't. Yeah. And you know what jolly feels like? Tell me. Christmas music 24 uh, 7. Uh, <laughs> Little bells at the tips of your shoes. All year round. All year round. All year round. Singing and dancing and everything is right. <laughs> yes. That's uh that's crazy to you. I mean, it's not crazy. I can take I can take that degree of jo- of jollity okay. uh, in some pretty concentrated doses. Okay. I like one Christmas song at a time. Mm-hmm. Um I I mean if I even like two or three I would say like three Christmas songs in a row might be we're, we're approaching my ceiling. Okay. And if we tip into like four or five, I'm starting to get a little annoyed. Hypothetical. Yeah. Every elf gets a week off. Yep. One week a year. You can go wherever you want. Rudolph will take you. That's oh. nice. Okay. Yeah, it's nice. Rudolph has like a side gig. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he has to stay busy. He's got to stay busy. Anyhow. So Rudolph will take you anywhere you want. Mm-hmm. You've been living in the North Pole for 379 years with, with Santa. Yes. This is your first week off. Holy crap. Where are you going? That's a great question. I'm an elf. I've been in the North Pole for 379 years. Yep. It's so cold, but it's like so cold, and I've been there for so long, I'm used to it. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so like I'm inclined to go to somewhere tropical just to sort of like thaw out maybe yep. for a week yep. and chill. Yeah. Maybe the Bahamas. Okay. Maybe a Barbados. Okay. Maybe uh, a Caribbean island. Okay, like so that. you'd go somewhere that's decidedly different than different the North than, Pole. Different than, I think so. I mean, again, I know that's sort of an obvious answer, but look, I'm an elf. Maybe yep. I'm obvious. Yep. Maybe I'm like a basic elf. You are a basic elf. Okay. And that's okay. Oh, it's like, I'm not like a hipster elf that's going to Scandinavia. Right. You know what I mean? Like going to Iceland. I don't think I'm that kind of like cool hip elf that's like going to go to the cool modern art museum in Oslo. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere cool either. Uh Uh-uh. Where are you going? I'm going to the mall and to Auntie Anne's pretzels. I'm just going to go to the mall. The whole week off? Yeah. You... Mall. Because that's actually really smart. It's almost like you get to see that's – re... that's the way the elf sees the fruits of his or her labors. Thank you. Okay. I will, he will have – it's like when I was a kid, I used to want a decoder ring that would just give me all the answers in the that's world fine. or yes. just like have like a second level of like information. <laughs> that elf would be walking around the mall being like, oh, you don't want to buy that. Yeah, exactly. That's... I think it's like insider fun. trading. Sure. Yeah. But then you go back to you go back to Santa's workshop. And you can tell all your friends that people are loving our things. That's right. There's something very lovely about it. Exactly. That. What product do you think you would be tasked to make if you were an elf? I mean, or like what genre of elf task do I, you think you would want to? Probably a train because that's all I ever see them making. Yeah. Wooden trains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And nutcracker dolls. Yes. That's the other thing they make. I'd either make a train or a nutcracker, nutcracker doll. doll. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you in the Christmas spirit? Do you get in the Christmas spirit? New York was a great way of being in the Christmas spirit because yeah. New York City is great at dressing itself up. Yeah, it really goes all out for Christmas. Um, I think I, I do – I get I get whiffs of it. I get sort of intoxicated with the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Um, it, it is hard not to. Yeah. It is hard not to. Yeah. Especially in the East Coast. Like we have mentioned many times, we're from New York and when it's snowy and Christmassy and like – that's lovely. Right. Like the Bing Crosby is like playing in the background and it's snowing delightfully and silently outside. Like mm-hmm. it is perfect. Yes. And there is a perfection yeah. and a serenity to the Christmas spirit. Um, yeah, it is harder here in California. Of course. Because the, all the wreaths and the jingle bells feel so counter to the palm trees. Totally. In the 78 degree weather. Yep. It's um, one big day. Yeah, it's just the all long year day. All year is one big day. Christmas in Day is also Easter Day right. is also Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, the Northeast and just cold weather in general is just it really goes hand in hand with christmas yes when i was growing up my parents would do some really special things specifically my dad because he gets in the christmas spirit he sure does he has one of the most amazing radio city music hall christmas yes. soldiers that that was what so yeah every <laughs> year every christmas morning me and my sister slept on the second floor we would come down the stairs and there would always be some sort of like just crazy revelation where it's like our parents like my dad loves it's christmas amazing. and one time he literally went to the radio city show yes. or whatever saw these nutcracker like yes. and they're five and a half six feet tall life-size life-size, life-size. nutcracker yes. uh wooden figurines i guess you'd call them toy soldiers yeah toy soldiers yeah right and um he bought one yeah <laughs> he had he had to have it yeah he uh, bought it from the radio city like that world that yeah world. i don't know if they like took it off the stage and put it in his yes. Volvo, but you know <laughs> Um, then another year we, uh, we woke up and he was like, kids come outside and we were probably younger and there was reindeer hooves in the snow. Whoa. And again, it's like Santa's real. Santa's real. Santa's real and so is dad. So what, (laughs) (laughs) so what was, what was your, what was your threshold of belief of Santa Claus? Still do. Still do. Uh, That's why we're doing this podcast. That's why we're doing this podcast. Yes. Okay, great. I would say that I'm currently 
80-20 that he is real. Yeah. Um, the 20 being, I just don't know how he keeps his weight up. Because it's a, it's a, to you, it's almost just like a practical thing of like, how is, what is he eating up there to stay healthy? Right. What not even he, healthy, just to be that alive. fat. To be that fat. Yeah. He's not just alive. Maybe it's just a slow metabolism thing. Okay. You think it's just like a glandular issue. I wonder where it's he, like he's not eating that much, but he's like always full. Do you think he dated someone before Mrs. Claus? I like to think so. Yeah. Um, I also am uh, rubbed a little bit the wrong way. Though. Is her first name ever revealed? Do we know? Deborah. Have... Deborah Claus. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Santa and Deborah Claus. Yeah. Is that Santa his first name? I think Santa is his first name. Okay. Santa Can Claus. You, do you know any other Santas? Like Santa Johansson? No. <laughs> I don't think I personally know any Santas. I know it's kind a of Santosh. like the... Santosh? He's Indian, though. Okay, no. <laughs> That's okay. not it. Okay. Santa. Because Santa is Saint, right? Yeah, Saint Nicholas. Santa Claus is oh, the Nicholas. Saint Nicholas. It's Nick and Deborah. It's Nick and Deborah. Yeah. Got it. Got Nick it. and Deborah's infinite playlist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Nick and Deborah Claus. Yeah. Saint Nick. Yeah. And his wife Deborah. Okay. Debbie. Yeah, that's good. Um, they don't have any children, I don't think. No, they have so many elves. They have so many elves. And all the, the world's children are, in a way, kind of their children. If they a had sense. a child, yeah. would that child grow up? Because they've been stuck in this 380-year-old body. Would that kid be different? Would he peak at 380 and then freeze there? That's such an interesting question. If Nick and Deborah Claus were to have a baby yes. in the North Pole yes. in their workshop. Where time seemingly stands still. Stands still. No one really ages or dies or has food to eat. But Debbie Claus has a kid. Debbie's got a kid. Peter. Peter Claus. Oh, my God. It's a boy. Congrats. One of the elves delivers it. One of the elves cuts the umbilical cord. It happened. Yes. Here's a baby. Yes. It's not an elf baby. It's a Claus baby. Right. Is uh, that stuck as a baby God, forever? Jesus, that is that is See? fascinating. And this is why we pod. Okay, so but judging by the North Pole time rules, yeah, it's like I, I kind of think it does age. Maybe just that my instinct is to say that that young little baby Peter Claus yes. would age just at maybe a modified rate. I think just at like a Benjamin Button type. Oh, rate. this makes sense. Like a slower rate. Every thirty years is one year. That's what I mean. Okay, like like North like dog years. I think these are like Claus years. Yep. Yeah. So that's sold. That's, that, I am now 85-15 believing in Santa. Okay, I great. just move 5% <laughs> just more move towards a little bit. more logic. Okay. As long as we def the more we define and clarify the rules of the North Pole, the more it's I can possible. I can it understand it more. He exists. You're familiar with the song Baby It's Cold Outside? Yes. It is. Uh, it sounds really lovely, but when you start hearing the words and things that are going on, you're like, hey, that's a little questionable. Also creepy. There is a, I don't mean this in a pejorative way, no. a hipster, cool kind of two-person uh, singing act great. that has reworked the lyrics to Baby Outside. Baby, it's cold outside. In the perspective of a person, there's the girl who yes. may have had a little too much of drink. Yes. And the guy who's trying to keep her there at home and convincing her not to go outside. Except in this version, what he's saying is all the right things. Oh, that's nice. When she's saying, I really shouldn't stay, he's saying, by all means, don't. I can call you a cab. Take a lift. So let's play that song now. We'll tell you who the artists are when we come back. The song is wonderful. <laughs> Stay. Baby, I'm fine with that. I've got to go away. Baby, I'm cool with that. This evening has been hoping you get home so safe. very nice. I'm glad you had a real good time. My mother will start to worry. Call her so she knows that you're coming. And father will be pacing the floor. Better get your car up. So really, I'd better scurry. Take your time. Should I use the front or back door? Which one are you pulling towards? The neighbors more? might think that you're a real nice girl. Say, what is this strange? Pomegranate LaCroix. I wish I knew how Maybe I'll help you to out. break this spell. I don't know what you're talking about. I ought to say no, 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 you sir. You reserve the right to say no. At least I'm gonna say that I try. You reserve the right to say no. I really can't stay. You don't have to Ah, but it's cold outside I've got to get home You know how to get there from here Say, where is my car? I'll go and grab it, my dear You've really been grand We'll have to do this Yes, again. I agree How about the Cheesecake Factory? We're bound to be talking tomorrow Text me at your earliest convenience. At least I've been getting that vibe Unless I catch pneumonia and I'll die I'll be on my way Thanks for the great night 
Bye. Bye. Drive safe, please. Don't watch that episode of Breaking Bad without me. I won't. I'll save it for you. That is Lydia Liza and Josiah Lemansky, Baby It's Cold Outside, the consensual remix. That was really nice. Consensual. That's a fun reimagining of a classic Christmas song that does feel a little creepy. Yes. Sometimes. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> There's something. Give me any sort of gentle something yeah. at this point in my life exactly. where it's just like, oh, I'm surprised that someone else is thinking like that. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Yeah. It's just something nice about that song. Yes. Um, um, what sort of Christmas music do you do you like, Bill? I mean, like, I feel like there's many different genres. I feel like there is this... I, I also tend towards this, the sort of slow, sweet ballad. Like yes. That. That's the nice sort of background Christmas music that I like. That's lovely. Yeah. The best song of all time is Do You Hear the People Sing by Les Mis, obviously. That goes without saying. Second best song of all time, and this is for my money, and I'm talking from an orchestration and performance place. Okay. Johnny Mathis... Do you hear what I hear? Do yeah. Do you hear what I hear? That song, the instrumentation in that song. Yeah. Secular music. Sec, wait, no. Secular mean uh, religious. Reli- we're not religious. So religious music yeah. is the best. Yeah, I know. It's the best. That's the crazy thing about religion is Go that on. for all the weirdness and for how problematic it has been throughout human history, it has also been almost just by default been the generator and the and the purveyor of the greatest art also in Period. history. Period. When it comes to music, like I went to church until I was 13 maybe or something and then my parents gave me my own choice. Right. Um, And as we spoke about, I chose soccer. Yeah. (laughs) But it was – I didn't – there was things about it that were confusing to me. But the music was – I know. You couldn't push back from the music that like you could sing the hymns and stuff. And Do You Hear What I Hear is just so great. First of all, it starts with the night wind – talking to a little lamb really and yeah. he's just asking do you hear what i hear that's nice and then they're all saying that a child has been born jesus yeah. christ baby, yeah. baby jesus yeah the christ then the little lamb tells a little boy and the word keeps going wow. and as ever, the next person so it's just like the coming of our lord it's really nice but it starts with the wind yeah it is come on baby it is so so good it's pretty good huh? so if you're asking what is my favorite christmas carol johnny mathis johnny mathis do you hear what i hear that's really really good and that was also what i was my parents were listening to uh they would listen yeah. to the johnny mathis records and yeah stuff. and so much of christmas and i know we're talking about santa but he's kind of the mascot for christmas for sure is tradition yeah and like dusting off the old records yes you know what i mean like yeah. it was always a thing in my house to like the day we put up the Christmas tree, we'd break out all of the old. We didn't have like fancy ornaments. We had like memorable ornaments. Yeah. Like we would hang a broken peanut that Billy tried to turn into baby Jesus when he was five years old. And like that became a running joke, we but also this. tradition. We love this. We hang the broken peanut. Oh, Kristen's hanging the broken peanut this year. Exactly. You get it. That's what's so nice about that kind of thing. Is it like about traditions in general and about Christmas is that there are these tropes of the holiday, the tree and the star on top of the mistletoe, but each family and each community right. sort of like ta- has their idiosyncratic take on the tradition. Right. Yes, we hang ornaments, but ours is Billy wears peanut. Yeah. Billy's weird peanut. Yeah. And like it's – and we had like in my house, it was not also like untraditional weirdos, not a traditional menorah, but like the one that I made in kindergarten that was all broken and made of half shattered clay. Give me a reason to bring it out for a week, a year. Yes, exactly. There's something lovely about yeah. that. And just like Santa, I think that people can – I think the Santa myth, or is it a myth? Thank you. Is malleable enough where people – different families can adjust their relationship to Santa yes. as needed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's sort of a wiggly thing. Agreed. And that's nice. <laughs> Act 3, the No Joke Podcast, we're trying to figure out whether or not Santa is real. It's just, it's uh, the concrete answer is elusive. Okay, it's yeah. elusive. Yeah. That's fair. But we do know the tenets of what Santa Claus is, what he does, yeah. how he gets around, mm-hmm. loosely. Okay? Yeah. Whether or not he's real or not. That being said, the future of Santa Claus. Yeah. How would we improve Santa? It's such a tried and true brand. Yes. It's like what it's almost like if it ain't broke don't fix it kind of thing, but is it broke? Okay. Um let's examine. Yes. Um everyone seems to be getting their gifts just fine. Yes. We haven't heard any of like any mumbling of any like major youth revolts all over the world because right. like Santa the presents have not been delivered. Right. And that is his key function in society is truly like stay away for 364 and a half days a year for half a day through the night. We need you to rip, drop these things off, and get out before we see you. It's almost we like, are rude to that, That's what I'm saying. It's almost like, did he think he appreciates how marginalized he is in the rest of the year? It's almost like the guy whose job it is to drop the ball on New Year's. Right. It's like, this is your literal five minutes to shine. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, like, and then otherwise we put you back in your cage. Yeah, exactly. Your other... <laughs> 
Okay, so do you think that potentially, I know this started on another question, but I'm more interested in this now. Okay. Santa, much like the television show Lost, yes. um, do you think that he is in some sort of purgatory or some sort of he's paying penance Th- for something that he did and that he does exist, but we've put him on this island where he can only work for one night and we don't get to appreciate it's almost, him. It's almost like punishment. Right. It's like how Lucifer was a fallen angel. You know what I mean? It's like, what was Santa before? Like, if almost you reframe the Santa narrative okay. as him being almost stuck up in like a Siberian, almost like, like it's almost like his prison. The North okay. Pole would be his prison. Seriously. And the elves would be his prison keepers. Okay. There's another dystopian version of Santa where he has, like you said, maybe transgressed or wronged mm-hmm. and him having to do this task mm-hmm. every year, once one night a year. Is, is punishment. I've been told, well, like I should that. say that my mother has been told through psychics and mediums that in a past life, I was a monk. Cool. And I buy that. I <laughs> didn't. And, and in this life, I'm reacting to my life of quiet and solitude oh. by uh, kind of pushing back on people's rules or authorities or how how one should live their life. Interesting. So this is the almost the reaction to that previous life yes. or that previous thing. Yes. What do you think Santa did that he has put him in this position where he is exiled and burdened with a life of labor that no one can appreciate? Seriously. I mean Thieving? Thieving seems like it's a too petty. It's a little too petty, although uh, the one of the few things I do happen to know about the actual St. Nicholas in Christian folklore is oh. that he is the patron saint of Thebes. Go on. He is also the patron saint of children, as we learned, which I think is yes. why St. Nicholas is to, gives gifts to all the kids. However, I do think that St. Nicholas, Nick, yes. I can't speak for Deborah, yes. but I think Nick is maybe a bit of a complicated person. He's definitely into stuff. <laughs> he likes stuff. Some people like philosophy and discussing things. Other yeah. people like concrete items. Yes. Nick is obsessed with concrete, concrete items. physical, material things. Maybe it's one of those things where it's almost like an Aesop's Fable type situation where Nick, Nick Claus yes. was... Was a man back in the day who was so blindingly materialistic that mm. he didn't have time to have kids because yes. all he cared about was accruing wealth and stuff and things. This makes sense. Okay, so yes. this, he was like a single-minded, narrowly focused thing acquirer. This makes sense. As Nick Claus. Uh-huh. Maybe he meets Deborah. I don't know. Maybe they go to grad school together or something. Uh-huh. They link up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so maybe this is this his task of being tasked to now d- disseminate all these physical gifts to all the kids around the world is a way to like both be like hoisted by his own petard oh you like things so much well you're gonna spend the rest of your existence making them yes this makes sense and uh not only making them but you're gonna use your your uh materialistic impulses for good right and then disseminate all these physical gifts to the children of the world plausible. maybe plausible. plausible plausible it's plausible yeah what would be what what was your instinct in terms of a uh the pre-santa claus gift giver uh identity Santa Claus, what he was doing before this. Good question. What was Santa Claus doing before he was Santa? (laughs) Yeah, when he was just Nick. Right. Because there was a time when he was just Nick. Right. You know? And it's just Nick. Yeah, just Nick Claus. And then one day, do you think, okay, J.D. Salinger. Yes. Did he write anything uh, after he went into seclusion? Would books come out of his hibernation? Well, here's the thing. He wrote a lot, but he would never publish. Okay. So he wrote, and so as we speak, there's like a treasure trove of lost, archived Salinger stuff that we have not yet got to read. Tortured geniuses are real. Yes. And there are geniuses, and I relate to some aspects of what how they feel about wanting just like to be remote and left alone. Yep. Um, some people just need that. Yes. Her- they go, they become hermits. Yes. And they don't stop doing their art, but they need to be away from everyone. Interesting. Which is why I ask if J.D. Salinger still like would give his book to his publisher, even though his publisher didn't know where he lived. He would not. Because I Salinger would, wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. This makes sense. Yes. Because I would say that that is akin then to Santa Claus. Yes. Nick. Nick and Debbie. Nick Claus. Yeah. Nick, Debbie, and Pete. <laughs> where... Maybe he was just this master toy toyman. Yeah. He loved making toys. Prodigy. He's just like can do it perfectly. But in the world of capitalism and in the ever-evolving uh, global landscape at the time, 380 years ago, he was starting to feel the pings of people changing his art. Interesting. For commercial success. Interesting. How can I make a buck off of Nick and Debbie? Classic artist's journey. Exactly. And he wanted to maintain his integrity. He wanted to maintain I'm his integrity. I'm just a toy-making genius. And sanity. He knew what made him happy. He knew that all he needed was his little buddies, his wife, Debbie, Pete, a bun in the oven, and a bunch of wood. I'm a humble toyman. I just want to make my toys. I just want to make nutcrackers, and I want to fly them around on a reindeer with a red nose. And especially trains. I need to make trains. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so he was self-aware enough to say, you know what? We're out of here. 
We make we we collect enough wood for yeah. 380 years. We can survive in the North Pole. I'm not going to be answering calls from companies that want to m- me to do some branded toy no. opportunity. No, I'm sick of trying to. I'm not here to sell out my brand. I'm an artist by trade. That's who I am. Nick Klaus, toy maker. Right. Let me be Nick. Right. Just let me be Nick. But in, to answer the question of how to improve Santa, yeah, you got to improve Rudolph. Really? Yeah, I think so. What's your I mean, for the Rudolph. Well, I mean, just with Amazon Prime delivering yeah. next day for free. Yeah, it just feels like anything like with like this with apps now, like you can get any service kind of delivered to you. Any food you want can be delivered to you in most major cities in under an hour. True. He's still rocking a reindeer. But you're yeah, and you're saying that the his, the competition for like overnight delivery has just intensified. I'm just saying that you could probably oh look, he has eight reindeer. He's had eight reindeer for 390 right. years. Right. Get ten. Yeah. Why not? Or at least, like, give Rudolph a break. And at least, is Rudolph training another reindeer? I guess I'm curious about what his goals are Tra- for, yeah. The transportation. Next, the next 380 years. Does he feel the need to modernize at all? If I'm him, Yeah. If I'm him, I think that his wife, Debbie, has put in a lot of hard work. Gosh. And they could both afford to um, enjoy a little time. Truly. Or some, some softness in their life, however yes. that manifests. Yes, of course. And so... I mean, they're never going to retire, Lord knows. They can't. He can't. He's an artist. In, yeah, he's stuck in this purgatory. Purgatory. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Until he absolves himself of whatever sin he committed 380 years, years ago, ago, he's going to be delivering the toys to the boys and girls. <laughs> and then tapping his nose twice and getting it sucked, sucked right up. up the chimney. Again, that's a reminder for the uh, Tap Twice Challenge. Hashtag. <laughs> Tap your suck. nose twice and get sucked up your own chimney. <laughs> we want to see those videos. <laughs> send, send it to us on Twitter. Please. Um, we haven't come close to t- figuring out whether or not he's real. I-, I don't know if we ever will. But the discussion in and of itself has led me to believe that he probably is. Yeah, he probably. I would say he's probably not, but he maybe is. Okay. What does he do with houses with no chimneys? Um, good question. <laughs> like my house, like my house growing up does not did not have a fireplace, didn't warrant a chimney. You know what I would bet? Probably. Yeah. This would probably make the most sense. Yeah. I assume that him and the Easter Bunny go to the same board meetings. Oh, that's yep. Since the Easter Bunny already has access to your front door, right? He probably gives them the key. Got a spare key. He probably gives for them all the houses key. in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That makes sense. Yeah. That I, checks because, out. Because there must be some sort of – do you think there is like some sort of – isn't there like the G9 summit? Aren't there like these huge like global summits yes. where like the leaders of the free, of the world kind of come together yes, for, exactly. to say this is what I'm working on. This is how we plan on working towards peace, yep. whatever. Yep. Do you think that Santa, the Easter Bunny, Leprechauns, and I don't know, other fictitious characters – Bigfoot and the Abominable Snowman. And if so, where? where I think A, it makes perfect sense that okay. they would. Okay. Uh, I mean they're a society of fictional folklore characters. And unionized? You think I they're unionized? I would hope so. Right. I would hope so. I bet Santa Sa- would hate that, but I'm sure that he would go along with it. Seriously. Okay. And like Santa – I mean I hope that – I'm just – look, I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying like I hope he treats those elves well. Yeah. I hope that he – workers' rights. Yeah. Minimum, like hourly minimum. I hope that he treats them well. So do you think that Bigfoot and all of them fly up to um, the North Pole? Or do you think there's like an easier place to meet, like somewhere in the Indian Ocean? (laughs) Maybe they just meet in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Right? Um, Maybe some like oil barge? Yeah, maybe. Some unmarked oil barge where no one will be looking for them? That feels right. Because they have to keep their anonymity. They must. If if air traffic control, if the TSA finds out that on the same day, the Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, Santa, Bigfoot, Leprechauns all have plane tickets. Problem. They're, they're going to have a question. That's going to tick off a lot of red flags. So they need to do something need to unmarked. Know. So I would very, imagine very that they all meet in the Indian Ocean on yes. some sort of unmarked oil tanker. Yeah. And, and I don't think they're taking commercial flights. I think Santa is obviously taking his, his Rudolph. Santa, that of makes course, sense. Nick and to- Debbie. Tooth Fairy will fly. Tooth Fairy will just fly with his or her wand. Okay. I think. Okay. Bigfoot, uh, he has his own problems. Yeah. I don't know. He might just walk. Wow. Yeah, he might just walk the earth and okay. get there that way. Uh, the leprechauns, they might take a cab. Okay. I think, <laughs> I think the leprechauns might just, just take a taxi. I wonder if when they do get together on that oil barge yes. in the middle of the Indian Ocean, I wonder if all they're really doing – I wonder if they're actually trying to interact with one another or if they're just doing a census. Just making sure we're all still alive. Yeah. We're all still here. Yeah. Any problems? Everything's good in your communities? See you in 150 years. See you, They do it once every 150. Yeah. That makes sense. And again, time is, is elastic. So their 150 doesn't mean our 150. Right. We went over that already. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I think that they would meet every once in a while. And yeah, I think it's just, like you said, an industry check-in. Superpowers? Does Santa have superpowers? Well, if a, if a tiger is charging Santa, can Santa hold out his hand and will the tiger freeze? Wow. I have, n- I have my understanding of Santa. I have never 
I've never assumed that he had like magical no tiger stopping powers no in wand. that way. To me, it's more the reindeer and the elves who are magical. And like you said, I think Santa is almost a slave to his job and his art and yeah. his craft. He just seems like a tortured artist. That's right. I had never really seen him that way until you kind of re- reframed him for me. Yes. I don't know if he's magical in as much as he just is like wildly talented. Yep. And a tortured, sad, a little bit of a sad genius. I agree. Yeah. Um, I would just give Santa this piece of advice. Okay, so you're in Siberia, or you're somewhere where, I don't know if tigers are prevalent there. You're in a very uh, tiger-rich area. Yeah, tiger-heavy. You wish that you had some magic powers to get out of it. Yes. Now, what we do know about you is that you can tap your nose twice and fly up a chimney. Yes. So, if you are surrounded by tigers, lay down flat on your belly. Interesting. Like a missile. Okay. Tap your nose twice, and zoom! Take out tigers. You become a missile. Human missile. Oh, that's really smart. So I know Santa can't stop people with his hands, but he can be fired around by tapping his nose twice. See, that's really interesting. You're reframing the chimney suck as you're weaponizing the chimney suck. <clears throat> got to do what you got to do out here on the streets. You literally have to do. If you're out on here the streets, on the streets? The, I mean, please. Santa gets it's it. It's kill or be killed out there in right. Klaus' world. So I'm proud to say, Adam, we've done a Santa episode, and um, it's time to put in our vote. Okay. We uh, have to you do you feel like you need any more information to uh make this make sense? To we you? definitely clarified some rules of Santa's North Pole world. Um I totally uh, honestly I buy him as this uh tortured toy-making prodigy mm-hmm. um who maybe committed some sort of indiscretion that got him purgatorially placed up in the North Pole. Agreed. Uh with his wife Deb, lovely lovely woman, yes. and their son Peter yes. who ages at a at a quieter, more subtle rate than the rest of us humans. One year every 30. Makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I still might have to see him to believe it, just like the ghost episode. So I'm still going to come down pretty heavily on uh, no Santa. No Santa. No Santa. I'm coming down pretty heavily. I mean, we definitely swayed me a little bit. I was 100-0 at the top of the pod. Mm-hmm. I think maybe now I'm like 98.5, 1.5. Okay. So I, we've made some headroom. We know where I stand. Santa is obviously real. So that's just going to be a push. Here's one thing that I think we could both agree on. Yeah. Throughout our discussion today, talking about Santa, whether or not he was real or not, we couldn't come to an answer. One thing we kind of spoke about with certainty, Debbie Claus exists. Well, that is for certain. So That is for sure. For those listening saying, hey, you didn't give us the answer we wanted, turns out we did. Didn't we? Santa might not exist. But shout out Debbie Claus. Behind every great Klaus is a greater Debbie. Yes. We know that to be true. So 2017 goals, get Debbie Claus on the pod. Absolutely. Even if it's just a remote, we call up, whatever it needs to be. Quick call and we would love that. Even if it's from the oil barge in the middle of the Indian Ocean, Deb, we would love to talk to you. So if anyone here who's listening to the podcast today does have access or knows somebody who knows somebody who knows Debbie Claus. Please. Hit us up. One of the leprechauns, anybody. Nojokepod at gmail.com. Nojokepod. That's on Twitter. Yep. We're looking for you, Debbie. Okay. Because we know you're real. Thank you. So shout out Santa. Yep. But more to the point, shout out Debbie and her future son, Pete. We see you, Debbie. Love you, Santa. Love the whole Klaus family. Yes. Have a great holiday season, Klauses. For the No Joke Podcast, we are your elves. I'm Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And we will talk to you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.